Okay, it's recording. Um, sorry, I closed the. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Unofficial Woho Radio. I'm Loren, and I'm here with my co-host Tay and Alice. Hi. Hi. So before we get started, we are just going to take this opportunity to introduce ourselves, let you all know who we are and what you can expect from this podcast for this episode and in the future. So we will start with uh, my co-host, Tay. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Tay. I'm currently in Arkansas, I'm born and raised. So if I sound like a hick sometimes, that's why. Um... Am I telling how I got into hockey? Is that what's happening yeah. here? Yeah, just yeah. like how you got into hockey, how you got into women's hockey, stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Um, so my hockey story is kind of a weird one. I didn't get into hockey in like hockey period until 2016. Um, I was just starting my last semester at college. It was like an extra semester where I had to stay later. And a lot of my friends had graduated in May, and I was like, well, I need something to do. I don't really like a lot of sports. Like, I've grown up with football, baseball, basketball, like all of those. I'm bored with them. And I kind of remembered that hockey exists, (laughs) which is easy to forget if you're in Arkansas. We are kind of uh, not really a hockey state, if y'all can believe it. So I looked up... NHL teams and saw who had teams and I saw that there was a team in Dallas and I thought hmm hey Dallas don't want that and I saw that there was a team in Nashville and I actually really like the city of Nashville so I decided that I was going to follow the Predators and then I remembered that there's women's hockey in the Olympics so I looked up women's hockey and what did I find an article about Amanda Kessel and how she was starting to play for the Riveters, the NWHL Metropolitan, actually at the time, New York Riveters. So that's how I found women's hockey at the same time that I found men's hockey. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I've been following ever since. All right. Want me to say my thing now? That's what we're doing? Yeah. Awesome. So I'm Alice. I'm from Ottawa, born and raised. Um, so Ottawa has a complicated history with hockey because <laughs> we don't really care about it except for like the one month where we really care about it. And then the senators like screw up and lose. So then no one cares about it for the next like year. So I was kind of raised in a hockey family. I played hockey in... Um, in just like house league, super basic, just for fun, all the way up until I was like 17. And um, we watched hockey, mostly the Leafs, because again, no one cares about the Senators. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> and um, again, I would always watch like the Olympics, like women's hockey. And um, I have this memory of I was in Vancouver. We had gone skiing out west. And we had stopped in at a restaurant and the Four Nations Cup was playing and it was U.S. versus Canada. And watching that, I just like felt like really like this is such good hockey. And um, so in 2015, um, right slightly before 2015, I had gotten really into 
men's hockey, sort of a weird transition. I think I was like really into bands and all of a sudden I got really into sports, like almost, <laughs> it was weird. I don't even remember what happened. It was a strange time. And so I got really into a bit of the NHL, mostly the Penguins and um, like just general stuff. And then I got into that just as um, the news that the NWHL was going to be created started spreading around. So I was like, you know what? I love women's hockey now. And I just poured my heart and soul <laughs> into the NWHL. And then I found out, oh, wait, the CWHL also exists. Um, and I'm in Ottawa, so I don't really live very close to any of the CWHL teams, but I do live two hours from Montreal. So every so often I get to drive down and see games, which kind of just made me like love the sport even more. And now um, I'm just really love women's hockey now. <laughs> Also, you know, Olympics, go Canada. <laughs> yeah, Tay's a little outnumbered here um, when it comes to Canada-USA rivalry. Um, so, <laughs> all right, now I say my thing? Yeah. I say my thing. Okay, so I'm Loren, you heard me in the intro. Um, I am originally from a middle-of-nowhere town in northern BC, but now I mostly live in Alberta, um, except for the summers. But So I'm kind of a little bit all over the place location-wise, but um, I, came from a, I come from a hockey family. So my brother, my older brother played hockey, my dad played hockey, um, even my mom used to play hockey at one point, but um, I don't know what happened to her. She doesn't like falling down, so she eventually quit. But yeah, um, hockey is pretty popular where I come from. But yeah, I didn't really actually start following hockey until about eight years ago. I really got into like the NHL. Um, unfortunately, my family is all Canucks fans, so that's who I am also a fan of, which is just extremely unfortunate. Um, and then of course, like during the Olympics, I would watch women's hockey. Um, uh, the 2002 Olympics, we actually watched it at my school. We like, instead of doing schoolwork, we actually just set the whole day aside to watch the Olympics, which was awesome. So, but outside of the Olympics, I had never really heard anything about women's hockey. I didn't know who any of the players are. So actually how I got into the leagues was I was on Twitter and I saw, um, a meme that somebody had posted about Eddie Lack and Roberta Luongo and the watermark was a Tumblr URL. So I was like, well, I wonder what, what kind of hockey community there is on Tumblr. So I joined and one of the first blogs I followed was posting about the NWHL because that was like the inaugural season of that league. And so that's how I heard that, oh, there's a women's hockey league. And I started following that and it's for season. And then in about November of that year I learned that the CWHL what has been around for like I think at that point it was like eight years and that there was a team in Calgary which I'm usually about a two-hour drive away from so from then on I basically have sold my soul to the CWHL ever since the Calgary Inferno basically owned me so yeah that's <laughs> that's how I became a pretty hardcore women's hockey fan LOL. I just realized that my story of becoming a hockey fan is how do I become a hockey fan? You Google it. <laughs> God bless and now Google. our next journey is how do you start a women's hockey podcast? You Google it. 
Well, <laughs> I feel like a lot of our stories are we we found out mainly about women's hockey through the Olympics. All of us, at least, like yeah, yeah, social media. Because yeah. I found out through I think Tumblr, and Loren found out through uh, Twitter and then Tumblr through the power <laughs> of memes. Oh, that's so good. So, why did we decide to create this podcast? Um. Well, there's not really there. Like, there are other podcasts out there. Um. Obviously, like the Ice Garden has quite a few, but those are and like they're all great. But one thing I think that's really lacking is there's no like fan centered women's hockey podcast that we are aware of at least. If there are, please please mm-hmm. tell us yes, we would love to listen to you stream but, about hockey. Yeah, but we couldn't find any. Which was a bummer. So yeah, we just wanted something like fan based and like for fans of women's hockey by fans of women's hockey. Yeah. Also, who who would want to pass up an opportunity to scream about their favorite hockey teams online? I mean, that sounds like great fun. (laughs) (laughs) Having so much fun here screaming about hockey. Nothing better. Yes. Other than watching hockey and screaming about it. So... We have a list. We have a list of questions. This is our first time doing this. Be gentle. What might people expect on this podcast? Well, we already know there's going to be lots of screaming. For sure. Um, We're definitely going to talk about, like, conspiracies and, like, theories (laughs) of stuff that's happening in the leagues. Um, Hashtag one league. Definitely a lot (laughs) of, like, speculation, a lot of discussion of, like, things that are going on in women's hockey. Um, If there's any, like, big news or big articles, I think we would definitely talk about that and our reactions to them. Yeah. Yeah, also, like, you know, stuff. Also, like, less statistics that happened during the game. I remember trying to listen to one of the Ice Garden podcasts, and I do like their podcasts. I listen to them a lot. Um, but I was listening to one, and it was, like, two hours long about, and the first, like, ha- half an hour was, like, a recap of the games that had happened. And, like, I do like listening to them, but at the same time, I just want to hear someone gush about how much they love that one sick move for, like, ten minutes. And I don't think we get that. So we're going to be doing that. We wanted the content, so we're going to create it. So now, sadly, North American women's hockey is over. Although there is other hockey going on in the world. Um, But let's talk about the Clarkson Cup and Isabel Cup and things that happened. Jimmy Lirette is a Clarkson Cup champion! (laughs) Oh man, that game. I, like, died during that game. Talking to like my ghost right now. Unfortunately, because I am American, I couldn't see it, so I'll be really quiet <laughs> during also, this part. Also, like this is terrible. I didn't get to watch it either because I was traveling. So I was like on the I was like on the plane. Oh, like no. as soon as we landed, I was like opening out Twitter and being like, "What is going on?" Um. So oh, no. all I've really seen is like <laughs> gifts on like Tumblr and Twitter. I haven't actually like been able to watch it, which. In some ways, it's a good thing because it saved me from, like, a lot of stress and tears and crying. And so, in especially... Don't worry. Mm-hmm. I had all that Like, I saw you. it went to overtime, and I was kind of like, oh, thank goodness I'm not watching this. Because <laughs> I would be so stressed. Oh, man. I've had enough of overtime after this Olympic season. No more. Oh. Oh, God, overtime. <laughs> no. We, um... I actually woke up. The game started for, um, Eastern, like, Eastern time at 12. 
which I think is like an inconvenient time to have a game, but I don't make the schedule. So I got up at like 11 and then I took a really long time to make pancakes to the point where it was like halfway to the first period. So I just rewatched all of it up until then <laughs> while eating pancakes, and like freaking out. And like during this game, the puck kept going through the crease, through like Brampton's um, Wait, no, it's not Brampton. It was Markham. Yeah. They're Markham now? What am I talking about? Yeah, they're Markham. <laughs> Brampton, Markham. They changed. They moved away and they created this Dude, problem. Are awesome but they have now. such nice jerseys now, so it's okay. They're so beautiful. I'm so glad. Their last ones were MS Paint. I hated it. Okay, but but it kept going <laughs> through the crease. And every single time you could hear the audience, like the fans in, in the arena, all gasp. <gasps> And um, I was just sitting there, like, numb, like, oh, no. But nothing ever happened. And then that one goal happened. <laughs> another goal, and then awful. But, man, what a game. I'm so – both of you. I'm so sorry for both of you. That was – What was the oh, final man, score? I think it Honestly, was, like, like – Yeah, 2-1. I'm amazed that Markham came away with that win. Like, I didn't follow them a whole lot during the season – um, except for like when they were playing my team, but I know like Red Star has been like so dominant this season. Like, oh no, this is like the opposite of what I want. I don't want them to like come away with the cup. Um, and so on, like I was so pleasantly surprised yeah. that Markham yeah. won it. Like so happy. I was really worried to be a complete blowout because I remember the first Clarkson Cup I went to, it was the first showdown between um, Montreal and Calgary, and they lost what, like, yeah, like I think it was Montreal lost like eight two or something, like something massive difference. And just watching that was just like it was like entertaining, but it just wasn't like the same as this really yeah. close game. So I was so worried it wouldn't be equal, but then it was. I think I'm getting back. Um, Laura Stacey and Laura Fortino and Jocelyn LaRock helped the Thunder a lot because after, yeah, after they came back from the Olympics, like Markham was basically like a whole new team and way more dominant than they had been. Like, I remember I watched them play in Calgary and the Inferno like ran up the score. Like it was not a close game, even a little bit. So that had me worried. But yeah, those Olympians coming back really helped them out and like completely changed the game. I remember like like seeing I've pl- I've watched Markham play before and they're like like previously they were fine like they weren't like as good as let's say like Calgary Montreal kind of the ones we expect to see on top and then below that's Markham and below that's Toronto mm-hmm. and then I don't really know where Kloon and um, Vanky fit anymore because they're so new I don't know like how it's going to look next year but that's that's what it was right like from from my experience watching them. And now, like, they got so much better. And I think a lot of that came back to getting their Olympians. Like, they were, you know, completely different team. We should talk about the Isabel Cup. Okay, this one I know even less about. Tay, this is your time to shine. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, Well, the Metropolitan Riveters are Isabel Cup champions. Woohoo! It was the most stressful game I've ever watched because the final score was one nothing, and that one goal was scored, I think, 11 minutes into the first period. <laughs> I'm going to go look that up, but it was so early in. And nothing it was so early, and I've seen, um, I think there was a photographer that was posting about it, and it was um, Alexa Grushow from Mie Dench, and... They were literally surrounded by five buttes. It was just those two. Alexa Grushow was 
fully off the ground, like parallel to the ice in the air, just lifted that puck up and it went in. And that was the only goal of the whole game. Oh, man. <laughs> he got that goal in through the power of like pure will, like just flew. There's a gif. We're going to put a gif in the show notes Straight because up. like that okay. was such an incredible goal. <laughs> It was a lot. There was a really scary moment. I think it was in the second period where Madison Packer was um, shoved into the boards face first. I think it was Sarah Casorso who did it. Yeah, it was Casorso. Pack- yeah, Packer took a long time getting up, and I was like fully scared that she wasn't going to come back to the game. She had um, hip surgery last um, last. Um, season they weren't she wasn't sure yeah she wasn't sure if she was going to come back and then she did and and she missed the first half of the season Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was so I was like (laughs) yeah I was like if you made it this way like this entire way to the championship game only to get taken out by an injury midway through I'm like going to cry for you but she came back we did really good. I'm like so proud. There were a lot of really scary moments where um, the puck went through the crease. Like y'all were talking about um, with the uh, Clarkson Cup game. Uh, there was one where the net was basically wide open. Fitzy was like on the other side. Like someone got a rebound over and one of the buttes was like right there. Oh, I remember like, that. Right there with the puck. And Katie like stuck her stick out like was able to stop it and then got her glove on it. But I, I thought that they had a goal. I thought they tied it up. And the scary thing is like, if they had managed to tie it, it literally would have been anyone's game. Even with us up one, it was anyone's game. Like that's how evenly matched these two teams were. I really liked seeing the like league parody that like it's been happening because mm-hmm. like these games were so close. And then you look at the playoffs and <laughs> Connecticut just wasn't there, but the rest of them were. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even okay, even though Connecticut was shut out, um, they still played so well. Like Connecticut is a really, really good team. Like I think they just have to work on getting the puck to the back of the net, honestly, because everything else is there. Yeah, they gotta. They gotta get pucks on it and have good pucks on it. And, uh, give it a hundred and ten percent. Oh man! But yeah, they were so good in the minutes. first season. <laughs> or maybe like two two full sixty minutes because sometimes you get three overtimes and that's just how life works. And oh, then you miss your flight and your Twitter person breaks down. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> man, what a what a story. I have like the um, there's like this someone who was there who like made a post of things that happened during the triple overtime and people were bringing their kids home because they were too small to be out that late and like the person like doing the Twitter mm-hmm. was like tweeting at WestJet to like stay like please stay for us we're gonna miss our flight and then all of mm-hmm. those people had to like the people had to fly back that night like you know get cleaned up in the wa- in the airport washroom and then go to work yeah. unbelievable. Also pretty like, miserable. The things women go through to play pro hockey is ridiculous. And we thank them for it. Mm-hmm. Just give them all like a million yes. each right yeah. now. Come on, NHL, step up. <laughs> <laughs> write them a check and leave them alone. 
write them a check and, and give them Goals. your Twitter password yeah. and, and leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, you know another thing that happened over the weekend? What? We found out what happened to Lady Isabel's handles. Oh my god. <laughs> we waited so long. Literally like so long. A whole year. Like a full year. And Anya kept teasing us like oh. I'm going to share what happened to the handles and then nothing. And then finally Come on, Anya. <laughs> the story was so worth it though. Like what she like rips off one of the handles with her like super pro hockey strength, and then Danny Ryland's like, "Quick, quick, quick! Rip the other one off so they match." Like <laughs> what? This is something out of a sitcom. This is like the NWHL sitcom. Um, a little over a year ago, I made a post um on Tumblr. What happened to the Isabel Cup handles? And one of the predictions or one of the possible theories did include Anya Badaglino. So I had Anya Badaglino remove them, which was partly correct. But then this part, the, the next part of the key wasn't true and put them in her mouth to do a walrus impression. So it wasn't quite that, that great, but still a pretty good, good story. I mean, oh, that would have been good. We don't know yeah. if, if she did that or not. Like, there's no, she didn't deny it. But. I do think it's just so funny to picture like Anya and Danny trying to figure out this whole situation. Oh no, we broke our cup. Now what do we do? <laughs> Bring it more. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of all like you can look up like the history of shenanigans. Oh, I found the post that you made. What happened to the Isabel Cup handles? Oh, yeah, the pride felt entitled to take at least a part of it. I'll read some of these out. These are pretty good. The handles were stolen by the whale, because in case you haven't noticed, all that ocean water has made the whale incredibly salty. That's true. <laughs> Megan Bozick is using them in place of sticks to play fetch with her dog. Oh. Danny Ryland wanted to make the cut resemble Lord Stanley a little more and remove them herself at the last minute. Well, she was she was involved. You were yeah. so close. Oh, USA Hockey is holding them hostage until the U.S. Women's National Team players agree to play at Worlds. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, here's a good one. Brenda Andrus tried to steal the cup in an effort to sabotage the NWHL final, but she realized it would be difficult to sneak an entire cup out of the building, so she panicked and took only the handles. <laughs> Crusher ate them. Oh, here we go. Anya Pataglina removed them and put them in her mouth to do a walrus impression, and they've been sent away to be sanitized. You were so close. Oh, you were. I think one of my oh, favorites is someone told me later that Danny still has the handles. Like, she just Man. has these handles oh. sitting around. Hashtag Danny, give us the handles. Oh, here's one last one. Danny Ryland ripped them off during a fugue state caused by a man saying women can't play hockey. <laughs> <laughs> have to give, give credit to Danny for that it. one. It's beautiful. <laughs> so close. That was a great conspiracy theory, though. We had so much fun. Someone made like an entire account called like Oh like, yeah, Isabel's missing that. handles and just yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> It was so long ago. (laughs) 
Let's oh. talk about one league. One league. <laughs> yep. Um, so a lot of CWHL players have been tweeting hashtag one league. Um, the CWHLPA. Um, and a few NWHL players. So far, I only saw Brittany Ott tweeted. I saw Russo and Fratkin retweeted I, someone's tweet about one league. I think it was the CWHLPA. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? The CWHLPA is like confused a lot of people because they at they like added the NHL and the NHLPA. So a lot of people are taking that as like wanting NHL involvement and not sure if they want like guidance or like full NHL control over whatever this one league is going to be. Well, the NHLPA already works with the CWHLPA, don't they? Or like they have some kind of connection already? They do because they they sponsored the um didn't they like sponsor the CHL awards? Yeah, and the CWHL yeah, yeah, gets yeah. like their concussion help too, which I mean is the NHL, so how much is that really? Um, uh, okay. Yeah, um like they're like put a band. And I think on there's it. like some kind of like guidance thing going on between them. But I'm not sure how official that relationship is. And honestly, like like as a fan, I'm like the NHL being in a having like any control over women's hockey sounds like a bad idea. But at the same time, if the players are tweeting about it in a way that's like, yes, we want the NHL involved. If the players want it, then I'm Mm -hmm. not going to disagree, disagree with the players who are actually like the ones doing the work. That's true. That's true. I just, the idea of the NHL being like, well, those two leagues can't stop bickering. Let's make our own league and then making like their own third party league and like running it like from that like, yeah. gives me nightmares at night. Like that's my worst, <laughs> worst thing that could ever happen. This is a bad place if that happens. We're in a nightmare scenario. <laughs> the darkest timeline. Yeah. I don't get the. No. Yeah, I don't uh, think it. I kind of get the feeling that's not going to happen. Yeah, it would never exactly. actually care about women's hockey enough to do that. <laughs> no, what they want to do is they want to swoop in now that the CWHL and the NWHL have grown their yeah. audiences, and then they want to take Classic control without men. doing the that's work. That's true. That's true. <laughs> not to sound like real salty, but no, you're right. that's kind of the impression so I'm right. getting. CHL was like the NHL always goes. Oh well, we'll get involved once there's only one league. The CHL was yeah. there for like eight, eight whole years, like a long yeah. time. Nothing. There's only been two leagues for like three years now. They had plenty of opportunity before, especially with like the huge spike in popularity in women's hockey after the 2014 Olympics. Like, if they wanted to do something, that would have been the perfect time. Yeah, that's why Ryland mm-hmm. got like really into it there's like a whole history we'll link we'll link all these like articles in the show notes but the victory press did a really good breakdown of the timeline of the creation of the nwhl and how that relates to like other Mm -hmm. stuff going on and if you're looking at it like that point she was like hey we should we should expand to let's say new york and um andrus said no and so other things happen like this is like a very like very stripped down version of what happened. So then Rylan went and like created her own league, presumably by Googling it. Yes. Um, but that's like kind of like 
the brief rundown of what happened. So this is a very new thing. And everyone's treating it yeah. like it's been the status quo when that's not the case. Yeah. I'm kind of, honestly, like, I'm kind of glad that the second league happened. Like, obviously, I'm glad because that's how I got into <laughs> women's hockey. But um, I don't know how American teams would do under CWHL. Great. Like, <laughs> leadership. Yeah. Look at the poor players. No one knows they <laughs> yeah. exist. And they won yeah. the Clarkson Cup. Like, they were the best team in the league. They were basically the U.S. Mm-hmm. national team, right? Like, all, mm-hmm. all the American players are playing there, and I get, like, because it's the U.S., and, like, there's all these, like, because they weren't getting paid at that point, and also, like, there's definitions on what what's, like, pro and what's a job. When you go to, like, a different country and you have to, like, get all these visas, if you aren't technically getting paid, then you can't technically say you have a job, even though that's kind of why you're there. So there's, like, all these rules about, mm-hmm. like, Americans, like, Julie Chu played in Montreal, but she would drive over the border before she got a job at um, at the university. She would drive over the border to, to go practice. She'd like live in the States and drive over because like it was too hard to wow. live. Yeah. It was too hard to like live in all, like get the visas and stuff like that. So I get like, it's hard to do that from like a logistic standpoint, but if you're going to go through the effort of putting an American team out there, mm-hmm. you should put effort into the American team. Yeah, absolutely. So like, okay. If there was to be a merger between the CWHL and the NWHL, what things would you like to see carried over into this um, into this yes. one league? Uh, NWHL social media, for sure. Across all of it. I think this would be best is if one of the Boston teams moved to a different location with a good hockey market. Like, it seems like the NWHL is playing with the idea of putting a team in Pittsburgh. Yes. So, I think if they merged and one of the yeah, teams I've seen could that. go that there, would they that. wouldn't even have to change their colors or anything. They would be. Although the Blades should change their logo. Let's let's be real. Blades should change their logo. Yeah. Get on Markham's level. <laughs> Markham hired, like, a whole new social media, like, design group to do their thing. And I'm so glad they did it this year because they look incredible. Their tickets, their posters, their mm-hmm. social media, it's all totally so much better than Brampton's ever was. And that's what I think, like, again, you have to pay these people and like, they do a good job. Like I, significant difference, but like, where does the money come from? Should you take it? Like, but man, man, they look good. Um, with one league, another thing that I'd like to see, what about the name? This always gets me. It's such a petty thing, but like, what would they be called? Cause I don't think the C would ever want to be like the absorbed yeah. into the NWHL, but the NWHL is kind of a good name. Yeah, it's kind of the better name for like a North American yeah. league because it's the national. It's not the American Women's Hockey League. It's the National mm-hmm. Women's Hockey League, and it's Canadian Women's Hockey League. So mm-hmm. we were spitballing like names before, and like we couldn't find any better ones. But like that would be like it's such a petty thing, but also like trademarks are important. Like the NHL has like WNHL trademarked. Not that we'd like that as a name, but. But at the same time, like what, yeah. like all of these things would have to be also, like, like the NWHL had some problems with a few of its investors a while back. There was like that whole that whole deal. Is that still a problem? We don't know because neither of these leagues will ever tell us anything. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Um, 
someone pointed out that there was only one like disclosed salary this whole season from the NWHL and it was Tatiana Rafter um, tweeted. I think she said it, it was something like the season, like she was paid $5,400 and winning the cup was priceless. And I was like, wow, that's yeah. like the only, that's the only and, like salary amount that we've yeah, heard. Also, or at least that I've really heard. Dropped, I remember like stack was getting, was it stack or Kessel? Stack used to be getting paid a lot in the first year. And then Kessel got paid 26,000, 28,000. She was the highest. 000. And then it dropped she because the like yeah. they couldn't keep going. I'm, I'm glad they dropped instead of like keep, kept going mm. and like didn't fold because that would have been like a bad thing um but it sucks for like i remember rafter like writing yeah. that post about how she like can't pay her rent anymore because she was she was depending on that paycheck um and that just it sucks but mm-hmm. it's so complicated again so much of these problems would be solved with like transparency like the china thing yeah or even like the the breakaway pigs for the nets thing With with yeah, or with like how much GMs are getting paid if at all? Yeah, because I know they are. They are getting paid, and they're all getting paid like a full time job wage. So, to be fair, they do a whole lot. Like if you look at like the job requirements, they are doing a lot all the time. But like you don't get like like you get that in like the Mm -hmm. NHL. You can look up literally any player salary, any like. I think GMs too, like coaches, you can look up all their salaries and you just don't get that transparency, which I get a lot of it's also probably logistics. Like how much do people really care that they're going to get someone to sit down, figure it all out, type it all out and whatnot. Like how much, how much demand is actually there other than people just mm-hmm. saying, Oh, I wonder how much they're getting paid yeah. this year. Um, but with China, that's like a thing because we've heard like rumors and nothing has been confirmed, but like there's rumors of like up to a hundred thousand dollars to be, you know, sports ambassadors or whatever the title is. And if that's true, then that's a lot of money going somewhere. But like, we don't know if it's true because no one will tell us anything. And I think even like the players definitely seem like they want more transparency too. Like, um, I remember, I think it was the Ice Garden did an article. They interviewed a few CWHL players who play in North America. One of them was Jackie Pieri. Um, and they were like asking them about the the expansion of China and all the players are basically like, we don't know what's going on and we don't know how it's going to affect the game here, how it will affect our like salaries and things like that. Like the players seem to not know what is happening either. Didn't the players not, not even know what happened until it was tweeted out. Like they didn't know till the press release happened that there was going to be Chinese teams. Like they weren't told at all that this expansion was happening. I'm not sure about that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think there was a thing where they were all tweeting out like, "Wait, what's going on?" I was like, "You didn't, mm-hmm. you didn't tell them first. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like finding out that like all of a sudden your company's being bought by another company by like looking it up, like looking up at like the mm-hmm. TV and seeing it on the news instead of like your manager coming in and telling you that's happening. But yeah, like when your players are like basically bragging you on Twitter, like you need to be putting out something to let people know what's going on. Yeah, that's, yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like the most basic thing you could do. Yeah. Okay, so we're having technical difficulties with one of our co-hosts. Unfortunately, Alice 
uh, her internet is not um, a women's hockey fan, apparently, and is has a hard time. Uh, so we are going to wrap up the one league discussion for now, but it is 100% for sure something we will talk about in the future because um, I don't see that conversation dying down anytime soon. Yes, absolutely. And I'm sure that there's going to be more developments in the off season. So this is not the last time we'll be talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> probably be some future developments. Um, but if one segment we also would like to do, um, is, we're calling it question period. So we want to hear from the fans because we do want this to be a fan centered podcast. We want to know what you're thinking. If you have questions for us, uh, questions can range from serious to like, what are your thoughts on one league to things like, uh, which logo do you like best or things like that? Anything you want to ask, you can send it our way. We do have a Tumblr. The URL is oh, yeah. unofficial Woho Radio. <laughs> and we also have a Twitter, which I believe is also unofficial Woho Radio. But actually, let me double check that. It's at Woho Radio. So that's W O H O R A D I O. Yay. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So you can use the hashtag ask woho radio to send us questions on twitter you can send us asks on tumblr um the url for that again is unofficial woho radio and yeah we would love to answer your questions get your input interact with you all and yeah like i said make this a fan-centered thing so we are going to sign off for today we'll see you or talk to you probably in like two weeks ish we want to make this a bi-weekly thing so yeah and real quick um i want to give a shout out to mike on tumblr mike slash parse who gave us the idea for woho radio i think mike said radio woho as a name suggestion and it sounds really cool so we included that thanks mike yeah we could not come up with anything <laughs> so we really appreciate the name for real Okay, um, I guess that's it. We'll see you next week. Or, nope, week after next. <laughs> All right, have a great day, everyone. <laughs>